This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Well, dudes, Michelangelo here from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original one. Yeah, and you are listening to Candare Podcast. It happens to be a tribute to comics and pop culture like yours truly, Cowabunga! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And our guest today is a video game collector that you've more than likely seen on YouTube and has over 2 million views. My God, that's impressive in itself. You know her best as Gamer Aimer. We welcome video game collector and YouTuber Brandy Aimer to the show this week. Brandy, thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> I am too. I was really excited when uh, you and Stephanie came by the table at the Torg convention and get, got to meet you. We'd seen your videos, and then it's weird when you just look up and like, oh, there they are, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it was really cool to meet you guys, and uh, very excited for this episode. What we're going to be doing in our retro roundtable today is talking about Holy Grail items, and uh, what we're going to do in the first time around the table, talking about items that we have that, you know, if our whole collection had to go, what would be the one or two pieces that we would keep above everything else? Mm -hmm. And we're gonna go around the table again, talking about those items we don't have yet that we wanna add to our collection so badly. And then after that, we're gonna turn our attention over to Brandy to talk about her YouTube channel and her collection that, my God, it just <laughs> never ceases to amaze. But before we do anything, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandarePod, on Instagram at Canned underscore Air, and on TikTok at CandarePodcast. And if you head over to CandarePodcast.com, a few different ways you can support us. There's a merch tab and a Patreon tab. Uh, two ways you can give us a little bit of your hard-earned cash and get something in return. And uh, what am I forgetting, Jack? Uh, Evergreen Podcast Network, the network we're yep. so proud to be a part of. Uh, they treat us pretty damn good over there, and uh, it's, just, it's just been a great relationship, I'd say, huh? I'd say, yeah, absolutely. Say so. uh, is there anything else? I think we've pretty much got all the commercials done for the year in most parts. No, we've got all the big thing. Yeah, the big work is done, the 500th, the Halloween, and then Torg, so I think we're just kicking it for the rest of the year, I think. Now the light at the end of the tunnel is the Christmas episode. Once that's <laughs> yeah. done, we're yeah. clear. But yes, let's just kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Here we go. I'll be back. <laughs> All right. Our Holy Grail items. Jack, why don't you kick us off? You were saying that if we had to get rid of all of it, what would we keep kind of thing? Kind of. I mean, you know how these things go. Very loose rules. There yeah. are no wrong answers, but that's just kind of the way I was looking at it. Well, the one Holy Grail that I've had for a while that was uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. The video game? Yeah. Holy yeah, I've got it. shit. I was just looking that up on YouTube the other day because it is were so really? awesome. Yes. I was at GameStop a while back and I'm looking in the used bin and there it was for like 10 bucks. So I snagged that as fast as I could because, you know, I, I don't think I, I never did finish that one. The, the second one, Ultimate Alliance 2, I did. And I think that one is actually the only, I have that one, too. But the only reason why I have it is because good old Xbox and their free games every month. Oh, OK. So I was able to get that one. But I, I want to say that one retail, it still has holds it its value or it might be a little bit more. So that one's a really hard one to get. I, I believe I can't. I might have them switched, but I've got them both, and they're great games. So, wow, yeah, that's the first one is by far my favorite. Wasn't the second one based around the Civil War? Yeah, and it was good, except for the whole penance, that whole part of him, I, which I just thought that was the dumbest hero ever, <laughs> or villain, anti-hero, whatever he was. I don't even know what he was. 
I, I don't even remember because I never uh, finished the second one. I never got oh. into the sequels. The first one was the awesome one. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was because Speedball's the one that blew up the, the school and, and stuff. I, I want to say it was him that they threw him into some suit with needles and that was his penance. So he turned into some, mm-hmm. I don't know, anytime he did something, the pain would make him stronger and from inside his kind of a uh, metaphor for life isn't it uh, yeah really <laughs> <laughs> otherwise it was a good story the first one i i know loki was the main villain wasn't he he was yes yeah and i never got through that one all the way but still a great game yeah mm-hmm. have you played those brandy yes but i have not finished them so i'd actually like to go back and play through you know a little bit more that's that seems to be my problem i like jump from game to game because there are just so many games <laughs> preach to the choir <laughs> wasn't there a, a third installment of that game as well no that was an online game that like anyone could get in and run around and play it was it was marvel like an mmo uh, superhero game kind of but like running around the city you would see like 30 spider-man you could be like whoever you wanted it didn't nah. lock you out if at, with certain heroes but they ended up shutting down the servers on that game. And I think it was not too long before the the Square Enix Marvel Avengers game came out and then mm. tanked after. I'll stick with the first Alliance game. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else on that, Jack? No, it makes me actually want to plug in the old 360 and get to town. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I still had a working 360 because I'd be like, let's get online and play the damn thing. <laughs> But all right, Brandy, how about you? Holy grail item. <laughs> um, it's so hard just to pick a few. Um, <laughs> well, that's okay because I've got a couple that I'm going to squeeze into my <laughs> one pick. So go for it. <laughs> Obviously you wouldn't want to get rid of anything, you know, in right. a collection. Right. But I guess if we go for like sentimental vibes, mm-hmm. I would have to say my jungle green Nintendo 64 I would save that, even though that's not worth a lot of money compared to some of my other items. But I have to pick that one because that is my childhood console. Like the only thing that survived my childhood, everything else, my parents had like thrown away, sold, got rid of magically, mysteriously disappeared. But my jungle green Nintendo 64, I would have to keep that. So out of everything, you know, even though like some of my Holy grails are, that big KB Toys Nintendo 64 store display cabinet that's been converted, <laughs> you know, when Nintendo switched over to the GameCube, it has everything complete. It has the shelves, it has the keys, it has the Nintendo TV, the signage, wow. everything in it. And, you know, my Mike Tyson punch out Nintendo Entertainment System sealed store display standee that i've been offered more than 10 grand for what you know just some of these like crazy pieces in my collection of like rarity but i would have to say that jungle green nintendo 64 you know i I would keep that (laughs) that's i still have mine that was the the 64 i got i got it for my birthday and i'll never forget that night because i got that and i got the uh, metallica snm album and i stayed up all nice. night playing Donkey Kong, listening to Metallica. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> but a great pick. Damn. Um, anything else on that, Brandy? No, I mean, I would just try my best to save everything because everyone oh, always God. says, what would you do in a fire? What would you do in a flood? I mean, you just grab as much as you can and just throw it in the front yard and hope for the best. You yeah, know? that's it, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else can you do? <laughs> <laughs> try and save it all. Well, I I guess my picks would have to be, I've got a small handful, and um, one of them being, I recently, within the past year, finished my collection of the uh, Last Action Hero action figures. I've got one here, but I've got all the figures still (laughs) on board in their blister. I hear Jack laughing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You act like I brought up Last Action Hero before or something. It's the first I've ever heard about. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then um, back here, probably these turtles. My uh, my quarter-scale NECA turtles from the first movie, I adore them. If everything had to go, those are probably the things I would keep. Um, but one of the coolest turtles I have, because I'm a big turtle fan, Brandy, FYI. <laughs> Everyone else knows, but might as well let you in in the know there. Um I growing up, I had the movie star turtles, like the rubbery ones that were from the second movie, you know, 
And I remember also hearing when I was a kid about, you know, the fact that turtles released in Europe, they weren't allowed to say ninja on them. They had to say mm. uh, teenage mutant hero, hero. turtles, yeah. which I always thought, ah, oh, it's an old wives tale, you know, but it's true. It's true because I found one of them. Nice. Very cool. Which is That's right like here. a Royale with cheese. It's just a wives tale in Germany. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, yeah, I well, right. I don't know if I can get the pointing right. Right there's the hero. And then I think they, this over here is in French, I believe. But it was cool to look at this because Playmates and a toy company called uh, Ideal got together to bring a handful of the turtles to Europe to see how they would sell. And you can see on the back what they picked, and they were just some odd choices. Um, not yeah. that they were bad figures, but you think they would have gone more for the original line. And there's no character card at the bottom, which was a, another mm, yeah. thing that, uh, oh, no. you know, varied. But it's funny because you know how Playmates has been doing all these re-releases of their classic figures. I saw this figure, not in such a cool box, but I saw this figure the other day at Walmart for like twelve ninety nine. I was like... Shit, I paid $70 for a piece of cardboard. <laughs> but still happy I have it all the same. You know, I saw the whole box set of those turtles the other day. The show turtles. Yeah. My the friend whole Ryan box has set that. someone was selling them. Does he? He does. And I think some of their colors look a little bit brighter than they used to. They almost look yeah. like if you were to buy them on wish.com, like knock off ones a little bit, you know, but mm -hmm. I know. I'm just nitpicking now, <laughs> I guess. All right. Uh, let's go back around. Now let's talk about the items that we wish we had in our collection. Jack, kick us off. All right. So back when I was uh, streaming games on uh, Twitch, I was playing Transformers War for Cybertron. Freaking mm -hmm. awesome game. It takes place with all the G1 uh, Transformers, and they... It's on Cybertron, so they're in the the, the original Transformers. They're, they don't look like the ones from the movies. Okay. Mm -hmm. Played that game multiple times. It's hard. Story's great. Everything about that game is awesome. But they came out with a sequel not too long after called, where was it? I lost it. Um, Followed Cybertron. That's it. And that game is, you. I had not find it anywhere physical to sell. I can buy it on Amazon, I think digital or something like that. And it's, uh, it's retail price still. And it's been, I think, what, at least 10 years or so that that game has been out. Wow. Yeah. They're That's a little bit pricey. They're still up there. Some of those, uh, Transformers games. Yeah. But I, I cannot get it. I, I want to play it so bad, but I don't, I, I can't get myself to actually spend that much money for it. <laughs> Not for a 360 game or maybe it was, it might've been Xbox one. I don't remember, but yeah, but I got the, the first one I got on PC. So that's, that's cool. But yeah, I don't want to pay 60 bucks for a decade old game. Jeez. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure I probably will at some point though. <laughs> I'm sure you will too. <laughs> there was a game um, that came out in the early two thousands. I remember working at, I was working at Sam Goody at the time and we had the, you know, PlayStation, uh, GameCube and Xbox displays. And when we weren't working, when we didn't have customers, we just stand there and play all these demos. And there was <laughs> one for a game called, um, and Brandy, you'll have to correct me because I'm sure you've heard of it. And I feel like I always butcher the name. It was called Rad Robot Alcanic Drive. Does that sound correct? I know the exact game you're talking about. Do you? I've kind of never like, seen it anywhere. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> okay. So what the game was, was essentially you were fighting um big mech robots but you were never like first person perspective of the mech you were controlling you were playing a, a person with a big remote control and your point of view was only from this person so when you're looking at the mech you're controlling it's it's as tall as a skyscraper and you have to you know say you're walking it around the corner of a building it's out of sight you got to follow it or you got to get up to a roof to see exactly uh, how to control this thing where you're going because you can knock buildings over and stuff it was so fun and like you had to do this like there were the two joysticks were each of the arms if i remember correctly and you had to do a whole rolling pattern just to get one arm to swing like it was it was very intense it wasn't just like a fighting game you know what i mean yeah i just uh looked that up because i was curious i've seen the cover i've never played the game before i didn't realize what it was called either and it looks like it's going for like upwards of over a hundred dollars for the, for a PS2 game. 
Wow. 150 maybe complete, something around that. That that's a lot. That's probably why I haven't um I haven't stumbled upon that. But now I will be out there hunting for that game. Ooh. <laughs> Give me a call, a uh, shout out when you find it. <laughs> but no, it was so much fun and I never uh, played the whole game, just the demo again. So it was only the one level and maybe two mechs you could choose from, but I played it over and over. And I know somewhere I'd have to do some serious digging, but whenever those demo discs were through and we got a new one in at the store, you know, you're supposed to break the discs or just throw them in the trash, and I would always keep them. That's how I got Pokemon Ruby. Very nice. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, that was, whose pick was that? That was Jack's pick, right? Yeah, yeah, the Transformers. All right, Brandy, over to you. Yes, so holy grail items. Let's see. So I just try to find a little bit of anything and everything, honestly. Um, the harder the item is to find, the more it intrigues me. And I want to find it for not full retail value. So like kiosks and store displays and the things that you couldn't really buy back in the day that you would have to go, you know, and get from a dumpster or places would throw them out or you just were lucky enough to take it home as an employee. That Those are the things that I love. So I frequently check my GameStop's dumpster. Sometimes I find kiosks. <laughs> um, I'm always on Facebook Marketplace. And like I um, was talking about earlier, that big KB Toys store display cabinet, some guy posted a Wii kiosk for sale for like $300. And that is such a deal because they go for over $1,500 like all day long. Wow. So I drive to this guy's house. He's pretty close to me. And he said, hey, there was one other person ahead of you, but I watch you on YouTube and the other guy's a reseller. He's like, I want you to have it in your collection. And I got a few other things here. So he like takes this like big blanket off and it's that KB Toys cabinet. And he's like, I only paid like 400 bucks for it back in the day. If you want it for 500, it's yours. I have to move. I don't have time to you know, list it, but I know it goes for a lot more. And someone told me that they go for over like $6,000 complete Holy or more. So it's like finding those items for like mere fractions mm -hmm. of prices. Those are the things that I love the most. So if I could find like a Vectrex kiosk or like another statue, like I have the big Mario statue from like the N64 era, I would love to find, you know, some sort of other statue like Sonic the Hedgehog or like a tail statue where I'm not paying, you know, five, six, seven grand, where yeah. I try and find it, you know, for like a couple hundred bucks or something. <laughs> um, so I would say that those are on like my top list. And, you know, just anything out there that I don't know about that I can like learn the history of, you know, like I just, um, like in this room, I have a Super Mario Brothers original fan from like the late 80s, early 90s. People had them like in their kids' bedrooms. And then at Torg, I made a parking lot deal and someone had a rolling stool for a desk of like 90s furniture line of um, Mario oh, and it was still sealed. Video. So I was able to score that and he was like, I don't know, like 100, 200 bucks or whatever. So we met in the middle and he was happy and I was happy and I haven't seen another one, you know, open, let alone sealed like I have. So it's just like, I love learning about these crazy things like that. And just, you know, things that I didn't really realize or like remember or even know about. I, I love the uh, Nintendo merch, especially the Mario stuff that came in the late 80s. It's just, it's just mm -hmm. wonderful. I've got a couple little things, but nothing, nothing big. Remember, Jack, remember the pinball machine that uh, Jake got me for Christmas at one year? A little tiny handheld yeah. pinball that's uh, Mario. It's still yep. on the uh, the blister card, but it is in some bad shape. <laughs> <laughs> but it still looks awesome. Very nice. I don't have nothing Nintendo. Yeah. No Nintendo. That, why are you cheering yeah. about that? <laughs> I've never been the big Nintendo fanboy ever. There's always <laughs> Sega and then so oh, anyways yeah, brandy moving on yeah i'll see myself out <laughs> i don't know if you guys have seen at target in their video game uh department and electronics 
there's a uh, right above where all the Nintendo games and controllers are on the top mm -hmm. of the wall. There is a Mario sliding down a pole. He's yep. I'd say he's about two foot tall. And every time I'm in there, I'm just thinking, how can I get this thing like in my <laughs> coat and out the door? Or how do I appeal to somebody to let me have that thing or let me buy that thing? Because it looks so awesome. Yeah, those are really cool. And I've seen them at a few conventions for sale. But they want like around three grand, thirty five hundred for them. Ooh, I've seen what? them go for just a tad bit under that. But once again, I don't want to pay that price. I want to hold out until I find like a closing target. And yeah, all it is yeah. is one little screw that comes undone. You know, so I'm trying to find someone somewhere that will, you know, give me a good deal. And I promise <laughs> it'll go to a great home. It'll be with the other Mario's and the other Nintendo stuff in my collection. And you know. <laughs> what you got to do is get a screwdriver and practice your speed of unscrewing one screw so you'll be able to go in and target and is that all that holds that on that kiosk is a single screw <laughs> i believe so because it's like a pole i think like i think it's like a pole and then that pole connects in it and there's like one screw holding it together so i mean i still think you have to like lift the weight up you know and move it but sure. i believe it's just one screw i can't imagine that thing would be heavy Mm -mm. maybe we should plan a heist we, uh, we have more details here than we realize <laughs> i'll be super clumsy on the opposite side of the store and just inadvertently dump a display oh sorry <laughs> go jeremy go 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 go, go. <laughs> it'll be like that episode of the simpsons where the three boys put all their money together to get the radioactive man number one comic yeah oh, then yeah. after they had it they're like well wait who gets it you know, that would be our predicament. <laughs> I think Brandy would have the better argument over the two of us. Yeah. yeah but doesn't something happen later in there and it gets destroyed anyway? So, I mean, That's it like true. never works out. <sighs> All right. Heist canceled, I guess. <laughs> Just being can... a realist. <laughs> we got to have someone here to do that. Otherwise, we get in trouble. <laughs> Um, okay, so I guess mine would have to be, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier the uh, one of my grail items was the collection of the last action hero figures. The one thing I don't have from that collection is Jack Slater's convertible. I would love to have that thing still in the box that would just complete that collection for me. But um, right. aside from that, the one thing that I've always wanted, and I've talked about Jack, you know, <laughs> I've talked to you before about it many times was the Haslabs. Uh, Marvel Legends Sentinel. Yes. That thing is awesome. It stands, it's to scale with all the Marvel Legends, and it stands a good three foot tall, has uh, interchangeable heads, has the uh, the tentacles that come out Big of the Big tentacles, that's the best part, oh, too. He looks so yeah. boss. He looks <laughs> amazing. But it's one of those things that if I got him, like something would have to go. Like there's no, like the turtles, my turtle prey station might have to be torn down and become a Marvel <laughs> prey station, but... <laughs> I don't know. He just looks so awesome. And the thing is, I think when they were funding that, I think you could buy in at like, uh, what was it, Jack? Three, four hundred dollars, I think, originally. I think it was about three. It, it seems like they're they've all been kind of around the 300 mark, except for except maybe like the Java sail barge and the proton pack. Yeah. I saw they just put up the uh, Ghostbusters trap and uh, PKE meter or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Is that what yeah. it's called? Yeah. Yep. So I I didn't see how much it was, but I have seen that Sentinel at stores like the toy department and stuff since it's been released and the markup is insane. It's nothing <laughs> I could ever feel comfortable with. It's like six to eight hundred dollars, but it's and it's probably just gonna keep going up. So who knows, mm -hmm. you know? But boy, would I feel pretty awesome. I might have to like cuddle with it in bed too if I had it. It's that <laughs> awesome. Bring him to work with you. <laughs> You like make one of those videos like a day in the life and you just like keep panning over to it, like in the car, front seat, buckled up in the seatbelt, you know, brushing your teeth in the morning, you know, just like a whole thing. Oh, the song yeah. Good Buddies playing over. So every once in a while you'll just be like, yeah, <laughs> people let me tell you about my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you know what? Now, if I get that thing, I might have to make a rudimentary version of that because that sounds awesome. Or make it like a full house intro, kind of like where we're standing over, you know, our backs to each other, looking at the camera, have our names mm -hmm. under. We're sitting there playing with them. 
Yeah. Camera freezes and then Jack told Like, me. oh, yeah. are you there? <laughs> I didn't know you were here. Sorry. I was just playing with my toys. Oh, I didn't yeah, see that a bunch classic. of strangers had wandered into my home. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. Oh, I do too. I do too. Have you ever seen the one that's from Adult Swim? Uh, it's on YouTube. It's called Too Many Cooks. Which I'll have is, to look it up. Yeah, I'm look sure. it up because it starts like <laughs> one of those sitcoms where everyone's freezing looking at the camera, but then it just keeps going and going and going, and it goes for like <laughs> 15 minutes. It's so funny. But all right. Um, any other Holy Grail items we had to get off our chest before we moved on? I don't think so. Okay, what about you, Brandy? They just come to me when I see them. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, too. You see something, you're like, I needed that. I never, I forgot that I'm, I needed that forever. <laughs> yeah, I guess not everybody's sitting there, like, dreaming of that one item, you know? Mm. I don't know. I thought I for sure. I have a whole list. Okay, okay. So it can't be narrowed down <laughs> to one. It's a list. Yeah, it's like, like my eBay watch list is terrible. Um, every now and then I'll chip away at it, but it's just like, I go on like little tangents. So, you know, I start, started with video games and then next thing you know, it was turtle figures. So I have like a whole collection of turtles and then it like went to Pokemon cards all with games still like games has always been, you know, like the thing, but then it just like spawns off. So then it's like Batman and DC and then it's like Marvel and then it's, Nickelodeon, then Simpsons, then like small soldiers. I've been on like a big small soldiers kick and it just like bounces all around. So when I see something, I make like these mental lists of this video game, this video game, this game, this kiosk, kiosk display, you know, the statue, these toy lines, this complete something, right. this like off the wall, something, you know, just really expensive something. So it's just, I'm always looking. I didn't actually, that's a holy grail. Go ahead, Jack. That's a holy grail thing for me is getting the the full size uh, captain. Was it Captain Chip Hazard from Small Soldiers? I've got Archer. Yeah. Chip Hazard, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they they got some like cool one. I did not know that they made like this huge toy line either of them. Like, tell they, me about it. I'm finding out there's so much of it. Yeah, there is. And my like local toy store, they do something that's great. Um, it's one way that they move their inventory. Anything that's been like anything that comes in the store, they timestamp it the day, the month and the year. And then they do a sale like every month or two. Anything 30 days or older is like 50 percent off anything. Oh, wow. You know, Jeez. so whatever. So on Black Friday, they did like 60 percent off everything in store. Um, and then they did anything 30 days or older, you know, 50% off. Like they do those little deals all the time. And most of the time it's not quite 50. It might be like 30 or 20 or something, but Still. they're very reasonably priced. And that's how I scored like almost the entire line of small soldiers. And a lot of these are like loose figures. They did have some carded. I did buy those, but 50% off. And then they're already like under eBay prices and you're buying some figures for like seven bucks, five bucks, you know, whatever. You're like, mm -hmm. you just, you can't beat that. You just got to buy all of them. I wish we had a toy store here around here like that, but we don't. I mean, we do have toy stores that do have sales, but nothing quite as generous. Nothing as like that. that. Yeah. No. <laughs> I guess yeah. the um, GameStop, sometimes when you go in there, like they'll have a wall of like DC and Marvel figures, but like 50% mm -hmm. uh, off. But typically it's nothing yeah. you want, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't realize you had a Simpson collection, Brandy. Yeah, it's it's not the biggest. It's like a it's like a large shelf. I could probably bleed into another shelf. I kind of this room that I'm currently in is like my toy collecting room. Not really a whole lot of video game stuff, except for like some that whenever I do stream, I have like some of like the newer ones up here. And like my computer, I put in the closet so that I could have more wall space of nice. shelves. That's pretty so, smart, actually. Yeah. So this is yeah, it fit right in there too. I like. I got all like crazy one day and I was like, I'm going to take off the doors and this is going to go in the closet no matter what. And then I like took apart the desk, put it in the closet and it fit with like an inch to spare on both sides. Wow. And I'm like, I didn't even measure either. I was just like eyeballing it. I was like, this is going to work. That's got to so, be good for sound too. Cause it's all enclosed pretty much too. You don't have a lot of audio bouncing around. 
That's yeah, funny. I'm sure if I knew what I was doing a little bit more with the technology, I'd make it better. Because I know that like the video is probably not the best. Because I got like this blue TV screen, you know, here, and uh, there's room for improvement. But it definitely um, helps give me the entire wall. That way, you don't have to hang shelves above your computer desk mm-hmm. and worry about things falling on it. Because that was like my biggest fear. So now I have one, two, three, four, five, six eight bookshelves and then a couple of store display standees and then a little um console like stand but they're great because they're the billy bookcases from ikea and you can okay. adjust the shelves and oh, nice. they fit all my figures that's one thing about having shelves above like a desk because if you got stuff up there and something falls down mm-hmm. it's inevitable that when you put it back up more shit's gonna fall (laughs) (laughs) never fails yeah (laughs) yeah i um my simpson collection probably trumps everything else i have like you everything added up would still probably not compare to the simpson stuff but you know going back to what we were saying about the mario and nintendo stuff earlier that stuff from the 80s the late 80s early 90s was the best Mm -hmm. and that's my favorite simpson stuff to find i have a few of the character still on card and um a few plushes from the that day but everything else was the uh, playmates stuff that came out started coming out in the early 2000s nice but boy have i got to separate with some of it because it's just becoming an obligation it, it really is i feel bad whoever's going to have to deal with that when i die but <laughs> same with me too yeah. my mom's gonna be pissed <laughs> all the shit <laughs> I raced a pack rat. <laughs> like, All no, right. mom, that's in Hilliard. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh. All right. Well, we're going to jump to a quick commercial break. And when we return, we'll be talking with Brandy about her YouTube channel and her collection. Stick around. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are now back from commercial and once again joined by Brandy Amer. Thank you so much, Brandy, for being here. We hope you're having a good time thus far. Yes, learning a lot. So that's always great. Oh, wow. She's, I thought we were going to be learning from you. Yeah, right. I like that. No, I'm always learning. I don't know everything, (laughs) (laughs) just have everything. (laughs) Uh, Pretty much, except for space. I do not have space. People ask me, what don't you have? I'm like, more space. (laughs) well i might have to knock that off the list of questions no i'm kidding (laughs) before we start talking about the channel it it seems like obviously the uh, collection came first what was it that uh spurred you to start collecting everything so growing up i always played video games now when i was like really really young so i was born in the 90s um but i have older cousins who were born in the 80s. So I would go over their house and they had a Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm-hmm. And I was able to start playing, you know, Super Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt. We would leave, you know, the system on, turn off the TV, go outside, play in the pool, play in the yard, you know, do a lot of activities, come back inside, pick up where we left off, you know, hope that we didn't get in trouble for leaving on the console. And when they would die, I would get my turn to play through. And I loved it. I loved when they like, they died so that I could have my chance of actually playing. And, you know, I just, I loved video games early on, but it wasn't until the Nintendo 64 when my parents got me that for Christmas one year with Tony Hawk Pro Skater. It was the Donkey oh. Kong bundle, just so many classics, GoldenEye, and all my friends and cousins had the systems too. And we would like trade off games and borrow games. And, you know, I'd play Fighting Force 64 at, 
you know, a friend's house and I always wanted to play these beat em up games. And that's when it like really kicked in that I love video games. You know, I really enjoy playing them and, you know, I want to save up my money. I want to get them for different holidays, different birthdays. And then that's, you know, kind of what I did. Well then, you know, fast forward through like high school where I ended up selling a lot of everything for like senior week and some things like that, you know, and then going away to college and you just continue selling off the collection of, you know, PS2 and Xbox 360 and things like that. Well, then I get into like my full-time career after college and you get all this extra money, you know? So you're like, what do I do with my money? You know, you're living at homes, saving up a little bit, you know, saving up for a house and, you know, a car and all that stuff. So I just started spending a lot of my money, like almost entire paychecks on (laughs) video games and toys. And I loved it. And a friend told me, hey, you should post some of your collection, you know, on like Instagram or Facebook or these social media things. So I started posting pictures of like, hey, this pickup today. And then I learned that there were all these people who were doing that. And then another friend was like, hey, you should start a YouTube channel. And I was like, yeah, I'll think about it. So then I posted something like, hey, should I do a YouTube channel? And someone that I didn't know reached out on Instagram and said, hey, I have a YouTube channel. I talk about Magic the Gathering cards. I make X amount of money per month. I think you would be a great fit to do YouTube. I can help you. Let's meet up for lunch at this mall. So I met this random strange person that I've never you know, met before ever. We sat down for lunch and we, we talked about this whole like business plan. Like they would edit and do all this stuff and I would just be me on YouTube. So they came over to my like little garage apartment that my parents had. They filmed my first game room tour. And then after that, they kind of just like went ghost after they posted it. And then I was like, hey, more people are asking for more videos. You know, are you going to come back over and film? What should I do? And then eventually he was just like, you know what? Good luck to you. I didn't realize this was going to be a lot of extra work. I wish you the best. You'll figure it out. You'll do great. So then I was kind of like in it. Like, yeah. (laughs) So you're just like you know, there. So I hadn't really collected a very long time. I think it was only like maybe like three years at that point. And then it just kept spiraling, like, you know, more and more in the collection, just trying to find more stuff. And then I'm just, you know, showing off different like pickups and learning about things, learning about other YouTubers, because I didn't know that there were, you know, video games on YouTube. I only used YouTube for like how-to videos. Like how to juggle, how to face paint, how to unicycle, how to make balloon animals, like random little things because I was always bored. Wait a minute. You can ride a unicycle and juggle and do balloon animals? Yes. Wow. (laughs) What? That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I used to um, mascot in high school and college. So I bought a five foot unicycle and I wanted to like break dance and roller skates and break dance you know, not in roller skates and do flips and stuff. So I use YouTube to figure out how to do all of that. Wow. We're going to jump to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, Brandy's going to be doing some juggling on her unicycle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, but damn, that's incredible. I thought you were just, uh, just five foot unicycle. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the same height as me. So how do you get on this, it? There's an easy way and there's a more difficult way. So the easy way is to stand on top of something. I used to have like a little Dodge Neon and I would stand on the roof of the Neon and get on the (laughs) unicycle and ride or a chair or a ladder or bleachers. But then um, there's another way where you could do like this balancing trick. You have to like kind of not like run at it, but you got to get like some momentum and like you put your foot on like the one thing and then you climb up on it and then like rock back and forth it's Mm -hmm. it's a lot more difficult i've only done it a handful of times just because it a little scary to me but (laughs) is it something you you still do to this day or is it like something you used to do it's something i used to do but i'm sure it's like riding a bike (laughs) or a unicycle i'm sure it isn't that difficult to 
to pick back up, but it's been, you know, quite a few years since I <laughs> have done That's that. That's pretty damn cool. Wow. <laughs> See, we're learning stuff. I had no idea. Mm. You should do, you should do it. Make a video. <laughs> Put a video up of just talking about games like you normally would. Like these are my pickups for the week, but you're teetering back and forth on your cycle. Yeah, juggling and then I'm the just juggling them or something. <laughs> like you'd have my attention. I tell you that. Yeah, Fallout fails. That's what I'll resort to. <laughs> <laughs> so the way you um, cultivate your collection, the way you collect, has has that changed then since you've started the YouTube video or YouTube channel? I would imagine it has, uh, just because of the different offers you've been, you know, given because of the channel, etc. I'd say it's um, you know, it's like ever evolving. So things aren't as cheap anymore. You could still find the deals, but you have to be constantly like on your phone. So because of different connections with friends and YouTubers and things like that, I found different Facebook groups and I found different, you know, stores, locations, people reach out, I'll see different things and then I'll, you know, travel to these places. So video game conventions are like this big thing now. And this past year, I think I went, it was over 10, it might've been 11 or 13 or something like that. And I just traveled around and I bought a lot of stuff at each of these conventions. Some of them I was a guest at, some of them, you know, I was not a guest at. And it's just, it's fun seeing different areas, seeing different people, meeting people, seeing what deals are out there. And you could find, you know, inexpensive things in certain areas. So whereas something here might be a little bit more expensive, if you go to a different state, you know, you might find a little bit of, you know, a difference. Mm. I see. One question to ask you, I've always heard, you know, we live in Columbus here and we always hear and we see, you know, that retro gaming is still very well, much alive in mm -hmm. Columbus, but not so much in other places. You've been all over the place. Would you call that a fair assessment? Um, I think it's very alive in Columbus. I've been to three conventions this year and well, two in Columbus and one in Cleveland. Um, so I did go to three in Ohio. I'm from Maryland. And there aren't any big video game conventions. There's a lot of toy shows here. And then the biggest convention, I would say, is Too Many Games in Pennsylvania that's near me. But some of the prices are, like, really insane. And it's just, it's so different. Like, when I go to Ohio, people are more willing to make deals. They're, like, lowering things. It's way lower than eBay. And then, you know, you go to other states and the things are above eBay prices. And you're like, why would I pay above eBay when I could get it cheaper on eBay, shipped to my house? It's guaranteed working. You know, it's it just it's crazy to see the the difference in prices. Sure. I think some of that has to do with the actual convention itself, the price of tables and then the price of tickets for the people to yeah. come in. So that that just escalates it usually if they've if the vendors got high, mm -hmm. high prices to get into the place, then they're gonna rack up the prices usually. And that's what I've heard, but that's not fair to everyone either, because that's no, that's not fair to like mom who's getting in, you know, with their kid who their kid really wants something and they're paying, you know, it's like taking advantage of people at that point. And I'm yeah. not really about that. So, you know, I just I feel bad when I see that when you see like one table has something for sixty dollars and then another table has it for like 10 or 20 bucks. Like that's that's like the big price comparison of what I've seen. Mm -hmm. at some places so that's a little bit disheartening because if you don't know any better you might just shell out that money sure and oh yeah absolutely yeah you know, that's 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 not what the, this hobby is about you know you're supposed to have fun you're supposed to have quite a bit of stuff you know affordable you just want to play the games you want to you know collect and play with the toys but then you know some things become rare and whatever and it drives up the price and i get it you know we're all you know, a part of this, but it should, it shouldn't get too far away from what it's really about. It's just have fun with it. We shouldn't all play and love that thing so much that the price went up so high. Yeah. <laughs> we should have just pretended it was crap the whole time, even though we really yeah. loved it. <laughs> so uh, of your collection of all the things you have, what has been the most, the, the most difficult item to get your hands on or into your collection, either, you know, f rather it be not being able to find someone who's selling it or not being able to find it at the price you're willing to pay for it. Is there an item that sticks out in mind? 
I would just say, like, depending on... So, like, I, I like to collect a lot of rare, I guess, as you would say, items where they're typically, like, thousands of dollars. So every now and then you might shell out a little bit more than than what you would typically want to pay for items. So I guess, like, some of, like, the prototypes or some of, like, the signage or kiosks or, you know, like, rare items where there's only, like, a handful of them in the world. I would say that some of those maybe I've spent a little bit more than I would have liked to, you know, on those particular items. But like I said, trying to find the deals. So constantly being on my phone and checking Facebook Marketplace, you know, just like checking keywords on eBay, auctions, different things like that. I'd say that that's maybe where the time that you put into this would be more of like a difficult type of thing for a lot of people to deal with just because some people don't have the time to hunt for these deals and some people don't want to put in that big effort. So I'd say that that's probably where a lot of my um, difficulty comes from is trying to source the items and find them. Sure. And you said earlier about um, people are always asking you, what do you want next? And you're saying more space. I was going to ask you about, (laughs) How do you sustain a collection that size? Because I've been talking to Jack and uh, Randy about my collection. And, you know, what have I been telling you guys that, you know, like in order for me to keep getting stuff, something's got to go because Mm -hmm. like I'm at a point where it's, it's just, it's not sustainable. So uh, how do you do that? When, when something new's coming in, do you, do you have like a way of choosing, okay, something's got to go now, or do you just make it work? Um, I must be very good at like Tetris <laughs> or something. <laughs> it all fits. It all fits. It does. And that row magically, like, I don't know. But no, so when I was like still living at home with my parents and saving up and, you know, spending a lot too, mm-hmm. I was looking at houses and I knew that the house that I purchased myself would have to be big enough not for a family, but for a collection. So I bought my house and it has, so where I'm at Maryland, prices can be a little bit higher, but it has enough square footage in the house where the entire basement I converted into my game room. And there's like a little bedroom down there that's attached to a bathroom. Well, I took that room over as well. So that's like my kiosk arcade room. And then there is a garage. So I started putting big items that don't really fit in the house in the garage. And I plan on taking the garage 100% over once I get a little shed for like the lawnmower and stuff. And I have a couple bedrooms. So one of the spare bedrooms I converted into the toy room. I also took over the hallway. So I have bookshelves lined in the hallway. <laughs> I took over the stair landing, like as you're going down the steps and up the steps. So like when you walk into the house, you in a distance going up the steps, you kind of see like this huge bookshelf of like newer video games. And um, it's starting to like trickle into some other rooms. Like I'm taking <laughs> over the laundry room next and the bathroom in the basement has a bunch of closets for some reason. So I'm taking over those and then I'm converting the bathroom into like a Pac-Man themed bathroom. So I just, I'm just taking over as much as I possibly can. (laughs) (laughs) So a bigger house is in the future at some point and um, maybe even outsourcing to where it's not in my house anymore. It would be like on display type of, that would be like much later in the future, but I would love to, you know, have this for other people to see, not just sure. me. Mm-hmm. It's it's like getting an iPhone, you know, or any phone for that matter, whether you get the biggest one with the biggest amount of space or the smallest, no matter what size you get, mm-hmm. it's always going to fill up. It's always going to fill up with pictures and stuff. And the next thing you know, yeah. your mattress is in a KB game display thing, and that's your new bed. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Or you're just sleeping in the bathtub. I mean, there, uh... that's, yeah. as long as it works. That's happening first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the size of your collection, have you um, looked at any, uh, how to even word this? Have, have you compared it to other people's collection? Do you have any way of knowing 
how big your collection is in comparison to what other people have. If you could actually like get your collection in the Guinness Book of World Records, if you've got one of the world's largest video game collections, do you know anything like that about your collection? I'd say it's up there in the top. Now, the guy who is in the Guinness World uh, Book of World Records, he doesn't have like the kiosks, the store displays, the standees, the toys. Like he only focuses on games. So he has like 20 some thousand games. I only have maybe like 7,500 or 8,000 games, like physical games. Mm -hmm. But that's because I don't just only focus on one thing. I like to branch out. So I may have more of like a rarity type of collection. But I would say as far as everything is going, I would consider myself to be up there in like a top. And especially being like a female collector, I would say that I'm even closer to the top. Sure. of having such a large um, collection. I don't even know how one would go about uh, finding out, you know, where you actually do rank. How does one go about that? Is it just going out on the internet and seeing who you can find and saying, well, I've got this. Do you got that? Or I, I, how do you measure your collection? I think it's just, um, so I've, I've been in a lot of groups for many, many years. I've known and I've physically met a lot of collectors and I've, you know, talked to quite a bit of collectors so like in my head, I can name like a list of people who have, you know, like the Guinness World Guinness Book of World Record guy. And then, you know, there's like some people out in California who have collections they've been collecting since like day one. They have like the biggest like Nintendo collection type of thing. And then there's like other people with probably a few more kiosks than me and stuff like that. And then there's a few other people that have way more video games themselves but i think what i like about my collection is not everything's tucked away in bins it's not in boxes i try to display everything and whether we get into who has the best collection or the most i feel like everyone's collection is unique and i like seeing the diversity in it because it's really cool seeing what people take pride in and how they set up their collections and their game rooms and you can kind of see like who is in it just to collect the, the number amount of games to be in the Guinness World Book of Records or whatever. Or you see the people who are really passionate about it, who love this stuff, who really enjoy it. And if I wanted to be in a book, I'm sure I could put my mind to it and sure. I could gear things towards it and sell off the toys and all that. But then to me, that wouldn't be fun. Because then I would like lose my personality and, you know, all that stuff that's in the collection. That's a damn good answer. I never Mm -hmm. even really thought about that, but you're right. It's not as simple as just a video game collection. They're they're still tailored toward the individual and Mm -hmm. like that. So (laughs) as far as your YouTube channel goes, you've been you've been uh, doing this since 2017, 18, 18, 18. What I didn't been... know what I was doing, though. <laughs> no idea. None of us do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we certainly didn't when we started, but we did it anyway. Um, what's the most rewarding part of having your YouTube channel? Has, has there been any certain experience that has just stood above the rest? Or what's been the most rewarding part of this? I don't really think of myself as like any different type of you know person. Like I love having conversations with people and I don't. I've met some people who just think that they're all high and mighty because they do YouTube and they don't talk to people and, you know, they do their own thing, but I've never been about that. And I feel like the community, I know that's like the most generic answer that you can give, but I love meeting different people. And I love when people, cause a lot of people have messaged me like privately and said, you like one that stands out, um, this guy, he's been like a long time follower he messaged me and said, Hey, I just want to thank you for putting out your YouTube videos. I feel like your channel and watching your videos with my son has really brought us closer together when we didn't have, you know, this big relationship before, but now we can both relate to you and your knowledge when you're talking about different things in your video. And it's just really cool seeing like people coming together or even like females who reach out and say, you know, I was bullied or people picked on me. I love 
you know, seeing another female content creator because I got real discouraged, but then hearing you talk and, you know, seeing how you have put up with the same amount of, you know, nonsense as well, but you keep pushing forward, you know, that really inspires me to continue doing this. And, you know, just, just hearing those stories and meeting those people and having conversations and anyone can openly like message me anytime. And I'll talk about games all day long. And, you know, I just, I love chatting at conventions. I've had people message me and say, Hey, I didn't want to come up to you. I'll be there tomorrow. You seem busy. And I'm like, no, come up to me, interrupt me. Like I would love to talk to you. And then the next day they come over and they're like, Oh, I was just really nervous. You seemed like, you know, you were busy talking. And I'm like, no, like we're all people. We can all talk about this stuff. Don't ever feel like you're a burden ever in life. You know, just, just reach out, talk to people and, you know, they, they should answer back, you know? Right. Which is very awesome because I know exactly, Jack and I both do know exactly what you mean when it comes to people thinking themselves pretty high and mighty. Um, yeah. Yep. I know exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. It's very refreshing to hear that. So as, <laughs> as far as uh, upcoming appearances or events, things that you might be doing on your channel, I know uh, based on what I was seeing on your YouTube channel, it looks like you're done uh, going to conventions for the year, but uh, do you have anything lined up for next year? Anything we should know about? Um, I've been invited out to a few already, but, you know, it's always just trying to get that work schedule and stuff aligned just before I commit to something. So I definitely see myself going out to some conventions next year. I'd love to explore different areas too. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to just stay in like the Northeast. I'd love to go out West. I'd love to go to like the Midwest, South, you know, I just love to go a little bit of everywhere. So I would expect that, you know, in the future, I definitely at least hit a few conventions. Um, and then some of the local ones I'll definitely go to, especially if they're only like a quick little drive away. But there's tons of things always in the work. Um, so like one thing that was really cool that happened to me was uh, last year, I went out to Retro Game Con in Syracuse, New York. And ABC News actually invited me out there because what? I was on a Hulu episode. So it's just really cool when things like that happen, because there's also like this upcoming in the works, a documentary that's um, retro video game collecting in the modern era. And they have a part two. So at some point that will be coming out in the future. And I did interview for that. And then there's also like a toy collecting documentary that, I was also interviewed for. So there's just, there's always something that's always on the, the back burner, like the works. And it just depends on when that stuff's going to, you know, release or, you know, something like that. But there, there's always something going on. So I feel like a lot of people, a lot of video game collectors, toy collectors, the community members, I feel like there's some big things coming that, you know, people will see all of us in, in some of those projects. So I can't wait to, you know, see how they all unfold. That's exciting as hell. Mm -hmm. what, what was it? Uh, you were on Hulu. What was it you said? I missed that. Um, it was called, um, it's ABC News's Nightline and it's Impact by Nightline. It's the Taylor Swift episode. I think it's like episode eight. If you scroll past all the Taylor Swift stuff, <laughs> I have like my five or eight minutes of fame right there. <laughs> um, but they actually came out to my game room they filmed for like nine hours here at my house. Nine oh hours. And a few minutes of footage, but I felt like they did a really good job representing like a collector who's like a normal person where they didn't like make them out to be like this crazy person. Like I felt like they did a really good job of it. Right. And then they, you know, then they interviewed people at the convention and store owners and some things like that. But I felt like at least my part, I felt very good with how they like represented me. So I I did like that. I thought that was a really cool experience. And you know, I'm I'm always down for people coming over to film, <laughs> you know, or looking at the collection. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look that up. But I know what you mean when you say, you know, I'm glad they came out here and you know did it respectfully instead of look, you know, looking at it through the mm -hmm. lens of uh Oh my God, look at what this person's doing. Cause I don't know if you guys know the, um, there's a girl who collects Ninja Turtle stuff. Yes. Can't remember her name, 
but they did a short documentary on her. And that's kind of the view. That's kind of the, <laughs> the angle they took with that, which kind of upset me. I mean, you know, whatever she wants to do, whatever makes her happy. Michelle, is that her name? Michelle. Yes. Thank you. But, yeah. you know, everyone that I they were it. talking to about Michelle, it was kind of like, you know, bless her heart. You know, she's a borderline hoarder. <laughs> yeah. But it's just yeah, like, like, well, let her let her be her, you know, let her do her thing. Yeah, they like really focused in on like her being in debt and then her like wearing the heads and just. Yes. But like the passion behind what she does and what she enjoys like let her live her best life yeah you know don't don't kick people while they're down and what was it like the toys that made us or something it was one of those documentaries i think i i do remember seeing that with her it was she was on that mm -hmm. but yeah um forget what i was going to say i was going to add something to that and like just just escape me but uh, Brandy, I want to thank you so much for being here. Uh, I want to remind people not only about your, not to have to remind them about your YouTube channel, but you have a store, you have merch for sale as well. Oh, I do. I was like, I have a store. What? Nothing's for sale. But then you said merch <laughs> and it all came back to me. I'm sorry. Yes. She's selling no, all of her games, ladies and gentlemen, line up. <laughs> I was like, nothing's for sale. Welcome to my store. Don't touch anything. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, merch. So yes, I do. Um, most of the time, if you find me at video game conventions, I am one of those crazy people where I just buy a bunch of stuff and then I give it away for free. <laughs> so all of the stickers, pins, little um, buttons, keychains, I will gladly give any of that stuff away for free. I feel like people should not have to like buy that stuff, um, sure. at least for me. So I'd, I don't mind that. But if you want like T-shirts or mugs or sweatshirts or things like that, I do have a Teespring account. Um, it should be like the link should be on my YouTube channel and everything or any of my social media. I'm everywhere on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter or X, um, Facebook, even some other weird ones that people have probably never heard of. So I'm just a little bit everywhere. I do have a Patreon that I never advertise as well. So I just I try to put out as much content as I can. And, you know, you can find me pretty much anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> is your handle the same across everything? The uh, the X Brandy Lion X. If you search Gamer Aimer, it should still come up that way. But some of the ones do have that X Brandy Lion X, okay. like as the tag. But my name on there is also Gamer Aimer, so I think either way you should be able to find me. Okay. Um, or if you Google, I do have a website too. It's GamerAimer.com. That's new. I don't Ooh, advertise I that either. <laughs> so any of that stuff. And it's Aimer. It's my last name, but it's spelled A-H-M-E-R. So it looks a little bit different, but it does rhyme with Gamer. So I went with it. It works, doesn't it? It works really well, too. Yeah, <laughs> really well. Well, I'll be putting the links to all that on the episode notes, too, to Perfect. help uh, get people over there. But, Brandy, I want to thank you so much for sharing your time and your collection and uh, just everything with us this evening. This has been a blast. We should do it again in the future. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely, because the collection's ever-growing and ever-changing, and maybe next time I won't sound a little sickly, but I do appreciate you guys for having <laughs> me and bearing with me while my voice, you know, cracks a little bit as I'm getting over this. <laughs> I haven't heard anything sound good, I think. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay, good. <laughs> Worked out. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Brandy. And Jack, tell the people, what do we have on our website, sir? Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can listen, like, follow, subscribe on all our social media, see some YouTube videos, check out some of our special guests. And if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. And don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandarePod. I know it's X, but I refuse to call it X. It's always going to be Twitter in my mind. On, Insta <laughs> on Instagram at Canned underscore Air and on TikTok at Canned Air Podcast. And uh, like Jack was saying, CannedAirPodcast.com. Uh, there's a few different ways on there you can support us. Our merch tab, which also has like uh, mugs, shirts, stickers, hats, beanies, all kinds of stuff on there with our logo on it and our Patreon uh, tab, which has what, Jack? Four or five years worth of content just stockpiling. Like yeah, so much, so much. $5 a month. How can you go wrong? And you're helping mm -hmm. us keep the lights on, people. So check that out. And uh, what else? Again, it's the end of the year. We don't have a lot to promote except for the upcoming Christmas episode. I don't have a damn clue what's going to happen yet, but <laughs> get ready for it because it's going to be awesome. It's <laughs> going to be cold. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but, 
All right. Uh, anything else, Jack? Am I forgetting anything? No, I think we we covered everything. We were pretty thorough. Pretty thorough. Yeah. So until yeah. next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. Gamer Aimer. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and be excellent to each other. It'll only make things worse. What? Remember, you never want to approach a stray dog, especially one that's foaming at the mouth. Get away from the animal as quickly as you can and tell a grown-up. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. This has been a Canned Air production. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotas, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.